Welcome to the Journey Church Podcast. It's our hope that the next few moments lead you closer to Jesus, encourage you to grow, and equip you to exist for those not yet here. If you enjoyed today's message, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that we can bring you fresh content every week as you continue in your walk with Christ. Uh, We are in a a, a sermon series called The Good Fight. And uh, you've never been here before. You know, we like to kind of Take a topic, stick to it for a few, few, few weeks, and then move on to something next. And so uh, the goal of this sermon series is I want to make you aware, if you're, especially if you're a believer, uh, you have a relationship with Christ, your life is, is a battle, right? And, and even if you're, you're not, uh, you know, you don't know Jesus Christ, like there is a, there's a battle going on for, for your life. You might not know, know this, but you'll hear p- preachers say oftentimes, God has a plan for, for your life, and that is 100% true. And with that being true... There's an enemy, the Bible calls him Satan, he also has a plan for your life. For everything good God has for you, he wants to steal it, he wants to destroy it, he, want, he wants to kill it, he wants you to feel disabled, he wants you to be in prison, he wants to completely ruin your life. He enjoys watching you be addicted. He enjoys watching you carry shame. He, he enjoys watching you be angry but not be angry at the right thing and never get out of it. He, he enjoys that. He enjoys watching you carry around wounds in your life. And so I'm just a firm believer that one, Jesus died on the cross for my sins and he can save me. And two, when I receive him, God has a good purpose-filled plan for my life. And I want to fulfill that. But I also understand as I'm walking in that, every day is a spiritual battle. So we've established that. And Paul says in Ephesians 6, in this spiritual battle, you understand it, we have spiritual weapons. He started going through it. You remember Ephesians chapter 6? He starts talking about the armor of God. He says the first piece is the belt of truth. That's going to be your guide. That's going to be your core. That's what's going to make you strong. The Bible says you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. Second piece of armor, the breastplate of righteousness. We're going to protect our hearts. That Jesus makes us right with God through his actions. And then we can live out that righteousness uh, in our lives. Last week we talked about the shoes of peace. Remember that? Uh, I, I told you if anything else, if you, you want one thing about Satan, the one thing he wants to do is he doesn't want you to be a peace-filled follower of Christ. He doesn't want you to have the peace that transcends all understanding. And so we're going to move to uh, piece number four today. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 16, it says, in addition to all that, the belt, the breastplate, the shoes, he says this. He says, take up, it's an action-oriented part, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. He compares faith to the shield. If you know the, the Roman soldier's armor, maybe you've seen it before in the movies, the shield's about four foot tall, two foot wide. It's made up of different layers, starts with wood, wrapped in leather, you know, fitted with that with steel, like in the middle it's even harder than it is on the outside, and literally the army would, would hunker down behind these shields and just move, move forward, and they would take steps in, in the right direction to overcome that army. He says that shield is like faith, and I want to preach on faith today because faith is hard for us to understand. How many of you know there's a difference between talking about faith and having faith? One of you, that's good. Thank you. I'm going to preach to this side today then. How many of you, like, uh, let, me, let me just break it down for you, maybe practically. Any guys in here, girls, I don't know how girls talk, right? I've never been in a bathroom with girls. I never did any of that. I don't know what you talk about, but I don't know, guys, am I right? When we get together, we tend to brag. Anybody else have friends? Like, like we, 
We will brag about our accomplishments. We will brag about how much weight we can lift. We will brag about our college years. We'll brag about Little League years. Like, my son's in Little League. I'll start bragging about how I hit the ball half a mile in Little League, right? And so, and I realized quickly my memories are not lining up because my son thinks he hit the ball half a mile, a.k.a. he hit it to the pitcher, right? Popped up. Kid was picking his nose. He got a home run. And so... So, like, but we'll brag about it. And so, but there's a difference when, when, like, when you brag about something and then you have to prove it, that changes everything. When I was in, in college, I went to school in, in Texas, and so uh, most of the guys from Texas, Arkansas, Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska, places like that. We had a few people from Louisiana, Louisiana, different world. And so we had a few people from, I had a few friends from Louisiana. I had one buddy from Arizona, but most of them were from, from Texas. They were from Oklahoma, Kansas, and Missouri, and Arkansas. How many of you have ever been around men from the Midwest? They are different, right? Like they, they are, they are, they, they eat, they are, they eat corn. Like they're just built differently. And so like we were in, we were in the college dorm, my, my dorm name was Davis, and uh, there was this conversation started to go around about bull riding, right? And I know nothing about bull riding. I'm from Pennsylvania. We don't bull ride. Somebody informed me that you can go see bull riding in Jersey, of course, right? Like that just makes sense. And so I'm not going to Jersey unless I'm passing through to get to the beach. And so like in Jersey, right? But they always talked about bull riding. We were in our first year of college. They bull ride it. Then they started talking about how they could do it. And you know, this person stayed on this bull for eight seconds and this person did this. And they start busting out their hats and their chaps and their tight Levi's and all those things that bull riders do in their belt buckles and bragging. And then one day in the middle of bragging, one person said, hey, you know, we can pay to bull ride. We can pay. And it got quiet because there's a difference between bragging about doing it and doing it. He said, actually, I reserved a place for us to go do it. It costs this much money. We all can put this much money in. We can, we paid for a little more so we can videotape it. Let's go do it, which I was like, let me get my popcorn ready, because for the first time in my life, my mouth has not written a, a check that it's not going to be able to cash, because I said nothing about it, because I know nothing about it, right? If you want to brag about something else, I'm all in, but I know nothing about it, but I went. I got my popcorn ready, and I watched these tough Midwestern guys, you know, walk out and come face-to-face -face with the bull. And let me just tell you something. It wasn't a little, like a big bull. It was a little baby bull, right? But you see the intimidation on their face, and then I watched them get on the bull, talk about how they're going to eight seconds. Not one dude stayed on the bull. The, the, the bell would ring. They would fall off the bull, fall off the bull. We had the tape. It was on VHS. I remember we watched it in a, in a way where it basically ruined the tape by the end of the year because we laughed so hard at these idiots that bragged about riding on the bull and then had to prove it. That's faith. Faith, for many of us, is hard to understand. Let me, let me explain to you what faith is. Real simple definition of faith. Faith is me and you acting like God is telling the truth. It's, it's, it's hearing the truth in, 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 in church and going, okay, faith is me going, okay, I'm going to act on that, right? Because the Bible says that many of us can be like people that are always hearing, never doing. He talks about it in James, that we always hear, but he says, faith without works is not faith. Like if you don't put it into action, that's not faith. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. In, in the book, Priscilla Schreier, she, she quotes her father. She says this. I love this quote. It says, faith is acting like it is so, even when it is not so, in order that it might be so, simply because God said so. I love that. Hebrews 11, it actually defines faith for us. It says, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we're not seeing yet. It, it, it's believing and acting like God, the God who created us, 
that he's going to come through. And let me tell you something about faith. Satan absolutely hates it. He hates when you get to the point where your confidence in God is so strong that before you even see the outcome, you're already stepping out in the action. He wants to keep you from it. And, and here's why. I, I love, she, she, she broke down faith in a way that I've never even understood in the, in the, in the study this week, and I was kind of learning right with her. She said, you need to understand, faith is, is not what you do to get God to do something. Because that's how I look at faith, if I'm honest. I'll be like, okay, well, God says tie 10%. I'm going to tie 10%. If I tie 10%, he's going to float up in the gates of heaven. So I'll do A. God, you do B, C, D, and E because you're much better than me, and we'll work this out. I'll go here. You do this. She said faith is deeper than that. She said a better understanding of what faith is is what happens when we exhibit faith is that it gives us access to what God has already intended from us. So, so here is why you see Satan hate faith so much. He sees the future. He sees the relationships God has for you, the job God has for you, the life God has for you, the doors God's going to open for you, you know, the things that he's going to make happen. He sees it working out. You're not there yet, and he's going, I can't let them get to that. I need to ruin them here. Because faith is not making God do it. Faith is actually the road that takes you to what God already has for you. I told you a few weeks ago, I said I drove to Texas to college when I went there, 24-hour trip. But listen... Faith, faith in that situation was the road I got on because I was already, I was already in. Like I already had a roommate. His name was Mikey. His mom, you know, some, some are teased when I met her. Some were there. Some were not there. They're from Arkansas. And so also different world. And so, uh, and, and so met, met her, we, you know, different music. I already had my, 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 my credits I was taking. I already had my major. I already had my classes. Like all these things were already worked out. Getting in the car did not make that happen. Getting in the car got me to what was already there. There's things already there in your life. And so what does Paul say? He says, take up the shield of faith and begin to walk in faith towards the purposes that God has for you. And then this makes sense. He tells you exactly what the, field of, uh, the shield of faith can do. Watch what he says. If you read, go back to Ephesians 6, he says, take up the shield of faith. Watch what he says. With which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. He tells you exactly what the shield does. Here, here's what would happen. The shield was, 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 a, was a, a piece of equipment that enabled them to move forward almost without being touched. Like if they would join together their shields, it was like a wall where they would just move forward. It was impenetrable at some point. And what they would do to try to get around them is they would begin to shoot flaming arrows at them. And they would shoot flaming arrows at them. Oftentimes the shield could block the flaming arrows, but the ones that it would miss would drop. And let's say they were standing by their, you know, by their, by their base and they were standing there with the shields. The flaming arrows would hit and maybe they would hit a tent or maybe they would hit some of their food or, 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 or some of their you know, weaponry. And all of a sudden, fires would start. And what would the soldiers do when the fires started because that overwhelmed them and that distracted them? They would put down the shield to go take care of the fire and then they would be susceptible to an attack. So what, 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 she, what he's saying here is 